Christine grew up under pressure to succeed academically, going to a competitive high school and constantly working to keep her grades high. Majoring in life sciences, Christine was in her junior year when she first started to consider computer science as a career. We talk about how two core influences can have a major impact on one's career choice, your peer group and your parents. Because she felt most of the male students in her class picked up programming and math courses quicker, and because her parents didn't know much about the software industry and came from science backgrounds, she didn't think it was the right path for her initially. She shares her experiences of being an Asian woman in a male-dominated field, going into her first technical interview without any idea of what to expect, and finding inspiration and support from other women and like-minded peers in tech. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Okay. Hello, Christina. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. I'm excited to have this conversation. Um, I think you have a pretty unconventional path and an interesting story to share. Why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit about your background um, and what you're doing, what you're up to today? Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Christine. Uh, I'm currently a software engineer at PayPal, and I've been working there full time for um, almost two years now. Um, I joined uh, PayPal right after I graduated from my undergrad at UCLA um, with a, this is a very long major, but uh, a microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics major. My first exposure to CS was actually um, not in college, but when I took AP computer science in high school. I felt kind of intimidated by how a lot of other people there, uh, particularly my male peers, seemed to naturally understand a lot of these CS concepts a lot more easily than me. Um, and I just kind of felt like I wasn't very uh, suited for engineering or um, meant to be an engineer. And so that's why I ended up pursuing um, a more uh, life science route in college. And um, I kind of ended up using my computer programming knowledge um, as more of a tool for uh, assisting me in things like computational research or um, helping me edit a website for a club. And I didn't really think of it as like a viable career path until maybe um, the end of my junior year of college. Very interesting. So I have so many follow-up questions. I think for the first question is your degree the very long name of the degree is not something I've heard of before. So what do you study there? And what, what kind of career paths come out of that, that type of degree? Yeah, so um, this degree is pretty research-oriented. Um, we'll take a lot of classes in, like what the name says, microbiology and immunology, but you can also um, focus on certain specializations in like genetics or uh, something more computational. So for me, since I did a lot of research in computational and systems biology, that ended up being my concentration. And um, I ended up taking classes with a lot of other students who would go into medical school or graduate school, being surrounded by a lot of people who were similarly minded about some sort of um, post-college education made me also feel like that was the sort of trajectory I had to follow. And then you mentioned that you didn't think computer science was for you because the guys that you went to school with seemed to pick it up quicker or you were intimidated in that way. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that and then even also compare it to when you were studying microbiology and in that degree, did you not feel the same there and why, why or why not? 
Yeah, so I would say my high school was pretty competitive.、Um, a lot of people were just constantly talking about GPA and like what test scores they received to the point where some people were even like trying to calculate other people's GPAs to see what their like rankings were.、Um, and I think. When I was taking that computer science class in high school, I think there, were, I think it just seemed like there were some certain concepts that were a bit harder for me to grasp. It would take me a little longer to get through certain assignments compared to how these other,、uh, some of my other male friends would just do all the assignments at once and just play Tetris for the rest of the lecture. So from my experience,、um, at least with like my parents and also just the、um, Asian community that I kind of grew up in. A lot of guys seem to gravitate more towards engineering or math,、um, and because they had other friends also taking those classes with them, maybe it was a little easier for them to get through those classes if they had another friend to、um, also talk with and study with. There's also a bit of parental pressure because, to give an example,、um, both of my parents weren't very familiar with the tech world, and so they didn't exactly know how to best prepare someone for entering that particular industry. They didn't see a lot of other female software engineers. Like their idea of a computer science job is just like IT help right, <laughs> at the right, companies.、Right. Yeah. To give some context, my dad was、um, my dad is currently in biotech, and he、um, he got a PhD in molecular biology. Um, he wanted me to pursue the, the grad school route,、um, so that would also be、uh, very research heavy, and I would end up applying to either like a master's or a PhD program、um, in a related field. That's that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you touched upon two interesting things. Like one is maybe this this idea that if you see your friends going into something, you gravitate more to that field. So if all of your friends are moving to one industry and like all guys are studying computer science and interested in it, it makes you more likely to do that.、Um, which I can totally see. You know, if if none of your friends are interested in that field, what would interest you in in trying to explore it? And then the second thing that you kind of touched upon is around parental pressure, and you know, if you you see your parents going into a field, or your parents see people like you going into a certain field, there's just more likelihood that you'll be、uh, pressured into into a certain field. What、uh, maybe tell me a little bit more about your your family and the environment that you grew up in. Yeah, so I'd say that I also grew up in a pretty high pressure environment.、Um, my parents were constantly pushing me to、um, be more successful, to like take on some leadership positions,、um, and they were just trying their best to set me up to succeed in college.、Um, however, it did sometimes feel like I was just going along with whatever they wanted instead of what I wanted. So when they wanted me to、um, become a doctor or、uh, Go to grad school. It kind of felt like I just also had to go along that career path,、um, and I don't blame them. Like I know that they want what's best for me, and they want me to also achieve financial stability.、Um, and I guess they also never they never really thought of software engineering as another viable career path, just because they weren't very familiar with the whole world and with like. Um, none of them have ever, like, neither of them have lived in Silicon Valley before or the Bay Area. And sometimes when I talk with some friends who grew up in the area, it's very、um, interesting to see how they, how familiar they are already with the idea of、um, networking and referrals, and just、um, already knowing so many people in the industry. Where did you grow up? Did you grow up? So you live in San Francisco now,、um, but where did you? Where were you born and raised? Yeah, so right now I live in South Bay, but、um, I grew up in San Diego. Got it. And do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have two younger sisters. 
Okay. And I'm curious what your, what fields your sisters are in. Yeah. So one of them is actually um, graduating with a degree in data science. Um, and the other one, uh, I will probably have to help her with her college app soon. <laughs> Very cool. What kind of, what was your middle school or high school experience like? You, uh, did you go to school with predominantly other Asian um, students or, and see that parental pressure that was, uh, that other students also experienced? Or was that more like you felt like that was more of only your experience? I think it was definitely pretty pervasive to the point where, it almost felt like that pressure was normalized with a lot of my friends. Um, I think it was something that I didn't realize was abnormal until I got to college and realized, oh, not everyone, um, not everyone has taken like 15 APs in high school and not everyone has an AP computer science program. And um, I felt like it was pretty eye-opening for me, actually, even just like the first week of college, because I realized, oh, there are so many people from different backgrounds and I'm super privileged to come from a place where I did have the opportunity to um, take these classes and be exposed to some of these things, even if this wasn't the particular career path that I picked. How did you deal with all the stress and the pressure? I was definitely a lot less mature in high school, and I think I panicked a lot more and was a lot more worried about um, these small things and not having as much of a community back then probably also made me feel like I just had to face this alone or I had to deal with it myself instead of knowing that it's okay to um, be vulnerable about it to others and open up and um, share with some of my friends who um, might have been going through similar things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can go more into your college experience. So maybe talk to me a little bit more about what that experience was like for you. And then also at what point did you realize you were going to switch into more of a computer science field? So I started off college intending to still go into um, either med school or grad school. And so I did a lot of research And for two summers, I basically just only applied for research programs and continued doing like bioinformatics and like computational research. And that was kind of the extent of my um, computer programming. Like I would do things more similar to data science where um, like I'd use Python or R to, to get more research for my specific projects. And it wasn't until the middle of my junior year when I was kind of curious about how it would be like to work in industry. Um, I thought since, I've, since I'm already pretty familiar with how it was like using computer programming in academia, I was kind of curious on what these fancy software internships would be like. That was kind of what I was thinking through my junior year. It was a combination of curiosity and also just being encouraged by some other friends in computer science. Why don't you tell me, like, you know, you come from a very different background. How did you get your first internship in software development? I always say it's the hardest trying to get your first internship um, because a lot of times when you uh, send out your resume, companies are looking for like previous experience or um, something like computer science degrees. So I think that was pretty difficult for me. When I started thinking about applying to my first internship, I didn't really know anything about referrals or how, like what to really expect during a technical interview. Uh, I kind of just like blindly applied everywhere and Um, so I remember, um, lining up for my first computer science career fair. It was very daunting. I didn't know if you had to like dress up properly for it and be like super polished and prepared. And, um, I remember like getting to the front of the line and, um, and trying to explain my situation to the recruiter and the recruiter just 
didn't seem like they were interested because um, I was, uh, I didn't have a lot of previous experience. Um, and I also wasn't a computer science major. That was a bit discouraging because I felt like I had to fit a certain type or a certain mold for me to be successful um, in that career path and for me to, I guess, even have a chance. I remember my first interview was just a complete disaster. I was walking into it just completely unprepared. I didn't expect them to uh, just code on the spot and like answer a bunch of questions that they would throw at me. And I just remember like freezing up and just feeling like I would not make a good engineer if I couldn't even answer like these simple questions. And later on, I realized that, oh, like, Lots of people do hours and hours of leak code before these interviews and read things like cracking the coding interview. And um, I think once I began studying a bit more and just knowing what to expect from technical interviews, um, that helped me feel more prepared when going to um, when going through the hiring process for um, future companies. It, it makes sense that you would come at a disadvantage in the sense that you didn't have the community network of other computer science students who knew about the books to read and knew about the websites to practice um, interview questions in. So you're kind of like walking in blindly, which is it, which is very scary. So how did you eventually get your first internship? Yeah, so my first internship was at Goodreads um, in SF. After studying a bit more and preparing more for um, technical interviews, it definitely helped me feel less panicky um, during the phone screenings. And Did which you get is, that internship just through peer applying or was it through your school or was it through a referral? How did you get that internship? Yeah, so it was actually because, um, so Goodreads is a subsidiary of Amazon and Amazon actually came to our school to, um, to specifically recruit students uh, for their internship program. And I was lucky to hear from my computer science friend about how they were doing initial screenings and kind of like preliminary tests um, at one of their events on campus. So I kind of just tagged along to see how I would do at that screening. And from there, that led to a couple more um, phone interviews. And yeah, I think I was just very lucky to have found those opportunities or even like heard about things like career fairs and I kind of want to give a shout out to um, the computer science clubs at UCLA. I think they have a very strong CS community that I really wish that I spent more time with. So after you got your first internship at Goodreads, did you notice a significant shift in after you started applying to subsequent jobs? Like was it much easier after you had that one internship under your belt? Yeah, for sure. Like I think yeah, the response rate was just so much higher. Like, I think recruiters were a lot more willing to talk. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about why you didn't actually end up switching your major. So you did your internship kind of in the middle um, of your of your education, and you continued on with your microbiology immuno immunology. I can't even say. Yeah, no need word. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that whole major. Why didn't you switch? Uh, why didn't you switch into computer science? Yeah, so I was heavily debating that um, because I really thought that I needed to have a computer science degree for for me to have additional job opportunities later on. But to do so, it meant that I would have to take like an additional year of school or just take a bunch of extra classes. And I didn't know if it was something that I also wanted to balance while also searching for jobs and still um, being involved in a lot of different extracurriculars. 
I think after getting your initial internship and getting some experience um, working industry, companies will focus a lot more on that instead of on your particular degree. Like two of my former coworkers were actually college dropouts and um, a lot of them actually did not specifically major in computer science. And so what I realized um, later on was that it actually wasn't like a mandatory requirement for, um, for a job in software engineering, despite what the applications say. Right, right. No, I think we see that all the time. It's once you get that very first sort of work experience under your belt, then the doors open a lot more. But for people who come from more unconventional paths, so like yourself that didn't didn't come from a computer science degree, or as you mentioned, your colleagues who were college dropouts, how do you get your first your first work experience? What are, what are some learnings that you had now looking back that you should have done or that you did do that could help people get their very first internship or work experience? So if you're still a student, I, I think that's a great chance for you to still check out some internships or apply for some of these uh, software internships and just maybe see if it's something that you are uh, interested in. Um, if you don't have a computer science degree, um, what the advice that I usually give to my friends who also come from that background would be to um, do a couple of passion projects, uh, show companies that you are really interested in computer science and that you do know how to program, join some computer science extracurriculars at your school if there are any. I think there's a lot of great resources online right now where you can also learn things like, oh, how to build a website um, or how to get more experience with like React and Node and JavaScript. And just um, being willing to put yourself out there to um, maybe even start like cold emailing some recruiters. Or um, I think what I did was that when I went to career fairs, I would just go around collecting a bunch of like business cards or getting like the recruiters contact information. So that later on, I would um, email them again with my resume and um, kind of a summary of what we talked about during the career fair. Can I ask you a little bit more about how, how getting a role model and how participating in conferences played a part in, in growing your career? I'm very grateful for um, the Women in Computer Science Clubs that I, uh, that I attended um, because I found a lot of really like inspirational um, role models there and um, being able to talk with um, some other female friends about the recruitment process and even just like, yeah, even just like being able to ask some questions and being involved in that community of other like-minded peers um, was very helpful when I was going through my uh, recruitment struggles. I was really fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to attend Grace Hopper since I think my senior year, um, uh, UCLA was giving away scholarships for um, certain students to attend the Grace Hopper Conference. And I heard from a lot of people that this was very useful for job hunting. And so um, I applied and luckily they accepted me. I remember going there and just being in awe of all these super successful, ambitious women in tech. I think it was just like a great experience overall. And it was very refreshing for me to see that there were a lot of women who were like me and people who were very willing to um, also encourage me to continue continue along this path. And um, I felt like I kind of like fit in for once with the other computer science students. Mm, that's a, that seems like it's a general theme in your story is kind of finding that community of group of people who you feel like, you know, they're doing something similar as you and that, that you guys can kind of work together on um, getting there, which is, which is really important. Maybe talk to me a little bit more about how hackathons and other 
extracurriculars played a part in your journey? Yeah, for sure. So I first learned about hackathons um, from some of my computer science students. And I was like, oh, this is very cool. You can build something in like 36 hours. And it could be something else that I could put on my resume. Um, I think some of my favorite hackathons were actually um, female-specific hackathons where um, I didn't feel like there was as much pressure. I think for some reason, um, female hackathons, I'm not sure if it's because it was a smaller group of people or um, because they had some more categories uh, focused on like female empowerment. Um, it felt a lot more collaborative to me, and it was a little easier for me to... Um, kind of make my voice heard and insert myself into conversations where it felt like it was more of a team effort instead of like, oh, hey, someone decides this idea. I guess I just have to kind of go along with this idea that other people have already kind of decided. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious to know how you feel, if you feel that similar experience in the workplace. Um, I think you mentioned to me that you're the only female on your team. Is that correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you, how does that play a part in how how comfortable and and collaborative you feel at your at your current job? Although I do really enjoy working with my team, um, I think it's just that sense of feeling like you're still the minority in a group, even though my coworkers are very nice and I do enjoy working with my team, and we're um, we're good at communicating and working together to like. Um, launch features and build products Um, there still is that sense of oh I'm the only I'm the only girl here Um, I would love for another female engineer to join our team um, or for I guess for me to not feel as alone sometimes Um, I think that sense of belonging is definitely something that a lot of other people might also feel when they first um, join their first job uh, particularly for people who might be one of the few new grads at their company compared to a team of like 30 or 40 year olds. And I think it's definitely important to feel comfortable. Totally. And I mean, you've been on the job now, I think for about two years. What, uh, what has helped you become more comfortable with the company and with the team over time? So where I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is for teams or, or employers that are listening that want to help feel make people feel more comfortable and more included and and feel like they have that connection to new hires how can they do that yeah so paypal is actually pretty good about this we have a lot of affiliate groups and just like other slack channels where anyone can join and attend certain events for example we have an affiliate group for women in tech and they would have a lot of like talks or events that would be great for empowering women we also have a very strong new grad community so that was something i definitely appreciated when i first started working here because i think at my internship um i was also the only girl on my team and everyone else was like over 30 and um i felt like it was harder to um open up to some people and and to feel a bit more connected to them even though i might be the only new grad on my team um knowing that there are other people um at paypal who are more similar to me or my background and uh, and are willing to like connect with me and whatnot would definitely help make my transition from school to work a little easier. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on this, that it, you said that in your first internship and in your current team, you're the only female engineer. Why do you think that's the case? It, it, did you feel like it's more to do with 
the environment of being a software engineer? Do you feel like it's more to do with the interview process that is less inclusive for females? Or is it even earlier in, in terms of life cycle where, you know, it's more to do with education? And as we talked about earlier, less women being interested in the maths kind of industries. What is your thoughts on that? probably a combination of like <laughs> all of the above actually less women who graduate with computer science degrees um, maybe less women who end up staying in that field um, maybe because they didn't uh, they couldn't find um, that community that they were comfortable in or a lot of other like uh, role models or mentor figures that they could look up to and who would actively encourage them to continue along that path and um even at work right now, I think that gap gets even wider when you look at um, people who apply for a senior positions versus um, new grad roles. I'm interested to hear what are some recommendations you would have around how job descriptions should look like. Like what for you as an applicant, if you were to see a job description, what is something that appeals to you? And what is something that makes you say, oh, actually, I don't really want to work at this company purely based on a job description? Yes, I think when I was initially applied, um, I was definitely a little afraid of uh, the ones that specifically state you need a computer science degree, um, or like a computer science background. Um, I think if I could redo the interview, if I could redo the, the hiring process, um, it would be great if the application focuses more on your experience with certain technologies, because I feel like that's a little easier to get experience in, um, particularly with all these like free resources online. I think a lot of people often feel like they're not qualified for a position, um, which prevents them from even applying in the first place. I think just like understanding your worth and knowing that even though sometimes applications often say that you need like three years of experience or four years of experience, it's more so like during the actual phone screening process and the technical interview, it's more about how you communicate and like, um, and if you can code and how you process things and logic things out rather than quizzing you on, oh, what did you do in your first year of working with this language or your second year of working with this language? I think I, I often hear people who, especially people who've made career shifts into computer science and don't have that conventional background, the feeling of imposter syndrome comes up often. Can you share maybe some, your experience with imposter syndrome, if you felt that often, if you still feel that or what you did to not feel like that anymore, maybe just some, some thoughts that you have around that. Yeah. So I think it definitely manifest itself a bit more if you feel like you're the only one who's like struggling or or if you feel like very alone in your journey so back to what I was saying about like having a community I think it's great to um, have other women that you can also talk to about some of these experiences and for um, and to kind of like reaffirm each other that it's okay to not always like know everything I think maybe the last thing I want to ask you about is kind of tying it back to our initial conversation about stress and feeling pressure and of course starting a new job and getting into the tech industry, especially in the Bay Area is high stress, high pressure. How, what have you learned about dealing with stress and, stress and pressure uh, over, the, over the years? I've learned that it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to say no and to set your boundaries because it's important to protect yourself. Totally. No, I think I like that a lot. Actually, I'm interested to hear what made you interested in sharing your journey on this podcast. 
I would hope that people who hear my story and um, relate to this feeling of like isolation or feeling like they're, um, they haven't done enough or um, aren't qualified enough to apply to things can feel a bit encouraged in knowing that they can succeed in this profession and, and encourage other people who are also thinking of pursuing this path. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I think your story definitely highlights that coming from a non-traditional background has its, its challenges, but you know, getting into the right networks, finding people who to support you can definitely help bridge those gaps. So I want to go a little bit into some rapid fire questions. It's basically one word, one or two word um, answers, just a little bit about yourself. Um, and then we can wrap it up. First rapid fire question is one word to describe yourself. Hardworking. Alternative career path you would take if you couldn't be a software engineer. I have two very different answers. You can share uh, both. Either a research scientist or a painter. Oh, I like that. Um, Your favorite book or podcast? Um, What is a Girl Worth by Rachel Denolander. Take a look into that one. Something on your bucket list? I'd like to get into gardening at some point. Your favorite app? Slack. (laughs) And lastly, something you do for self-care? I like listening to podcasts. That uh, wraps up all my rapid fire questions. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Christine. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope to see you in touch. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for taking the time. Growing up, Christine was pressured away from computer science as it did not come as easily to her as it did to her male peers. And her parents lacked an understanding of what careers were available in the field. It was only through having friends in computer science that she got a better idea of what being a software engineer was like and started to reassess what she wanted out of a career. Christine stresses that experience with specific technologies and problem-solving ability is more important than having a degree or having a number of years of working experience in the tech field. Having role models and people she could turn to for support and to ask questions was instrumental to Christine's success and to dealing with imposter syndrome. Her insight into the lack of women in tech is that many leave the field due to lack of a supportive community and no sense of belonging. She encourages employers to have affiliated groups and Slack channels in the workplace to support a better sense of belonging. Christine has learned that it's okay to take breaks, it's okay to say no, and it's okay to set boundaries. She wants to encourage those who can relate to her feelings of isolation and inadequacy that they can succeed and pursue this path, and that there is support and networks out there that you can connect with. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hatchways is a platform that discovers talented software engineers that often fall through the cracks of traditional hiring processes. This podcast is to share their stories. Some have managed to navigate through the broken system and land employment, while others are still unemployed, some for a few months, some for a few years. We hope their experiences and ideas will educate you and propel the tech industry toward an employment system that is more aware empathetic, and inclusive. If you want to learn more about Hatchways, visit hatchways.io. And if you would like to be a part of the podcast, or if you have questions you'd like to ask future job seekers on the podcast, 
email us at hello at hatchways.io.